Climbers, have you ever thought about this? When labels approach promoting an artist on radio, there's this long-term plan, market by market. It's a grind. It takes months and months and months. But then if they're going to promote them digitally, if it's not a viral hit, it's a failure. Why the difference? Right? Bottom line is, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're going to talk about that today and unpack this billboard article I want you to hear on The Climb. Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music industry. Leverage is what you're going to need to make it happen, okay? it's it's You're, you're going to have to have a track record. You're going to have to have money. You're going to have to have uh, some hits. You want that publishing deal. You want that record deal. You want that booking agency deal. You're going to have to prove to them that what you're doing will make money. They're not going to bring you up like they used to in the past. That's why we called this The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. This podcast was created because we want you to win, okay? That's a Baxternym from my good friend, C-L-I-M-B, Brent Baxter, hit songwriter. All right, he's got cuts by hits by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones in the last 18 months on Southern Gospel Radio. Got new stuff percolating all the time, still in the game, still making miracles happen. But what I love about my boy Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro. It's got to be competitive. Do business like a pro. You got to know how to play the chess game. And then when it's time and you have all that stuff down, he introduced you to the pros. You're going to need relationships too. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that is songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns the Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Listen, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. My man. Yes, sir. So we're going to talk about marathons and sprints and all that good stuff, huh? Yeah, man. We're going to get into like, it's just a basic, it's this huge dichotomy. And um, we've talked about it. We touched on it in some other of my episodes, but this Billboard article just came out and I just, I read it and I like, I want to bang my head against the wall. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to share that with you. We're going to unpack this, like kind of paragraph section by section and uh, just get you thinking about this the right way. The, the, the good news is still a huge vacuum in the marketplace of, of industry pros, your competition, the ones that you can't compete with on budget because they have major label deals, millions of dollars behind them. They're way more connected than you are, but they're doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Right. You remember, remember Raiders of the Lost Ark? That moment <laughs> they're digging they're in the wrong like, spot. Yeah. They're digging yeah. in the wrong spot. Like, <laughs> so this is the guys, this is it. So it's really super exciting. But before we do that, let's take care of some business. 
Join the climb community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. We want you to join. You have to ask to be let in, but we let everybody in. We mm-hmm. want to make sure you know the rules. It's very simple. Just uh, we want to hear about your gigs. We want to hear about your songs and uh, all that. So uh, your wins. And we got a place to put it right. Uh, a place for everything and everything in its place. Darn you can't jam and jam on the feed. You just have to put it in the right place. But this is, you know, songwriters hooking up with other songwriters, indie artists, indie musicians, singers getting together supporting one another talking about hey i had this success doing this and i tried this it didn't work anybody like it's just a it's a thriving community it's always grown and we're super proud of it and we got regular wins in there every week brent right that's right so every wednesday we post the new height segment in the climate community it's it's where we encourage you to share your wins for the week your music related wins it's always fun to see you know this the people on the climb making stuff happen and then also really my favorite part of that is also seeing the other climbers comment on there and it's a great way to it's a great place to build a relationship to get your name in front of people in a positive way like even if you don't have a win that you feel like sharing Go on there and give attaboys and girls, and that's a good way to build a relationship. People love, you know, when, like, I posted a win, and somebody cared. So that's a, a good way to make relationship. But anyway, share just a couple of these because we don't have time for all of them. First up, we have Bill O'Hanlon says, I've gotten seven sync songs signed this past week to be on the Young what? and the Restless soap opera. What? Five of them were written and produced this week. What? And it's like a Sally sells. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. Yes. Rewind. I was going to say it over again because it was hard to say. It's like Sally sells she seashells. But I've gotten seven sync songs signed in the past week. That's a lot of Seven sync songs signed in the past week. But what was the next part? Uh, on the Young and the Restless. And that was the part after that? Five of them were written and produced this week. <laughs> I don't know how mathematically that's possible. That's what I thought I heard. What the hell? Get your shots ready. Get your shots ready, everybody. Everybody get a shot. Everybody ready to go? Get your drink up in the air. (laughs) Vulgar display of prowess, Bill O'Hanlon. That's right. Thanks for the coffee in your honor. Love it. That's right. So that's one. And then, of course, somebody posts, like, I'll not post anything after Bill. Um, let's see here. But Johnny Matt did. Johnny said, I have a local radio interview being filmed for local television this Friday. So multicasting way to go, Johnny Matt. Hope that goes yeah. well. And let's Good see man. Yep. And uh, the last one we'll do for this week, although there are plenty more here, so go check them out. It says, uh, Randy Maynard says, wrote a country song with a solid message a few weeks ago, and our publisher, Randy Cox Music, just uh, recently pitched it over to Scotty McQueer's team. Now we pray. So praying for you, Randy, and hope that goes well, and hope uh, hope the other Randy gets it, uh, gets it to Scotty's team and gets it heard and get a big old hit out of it. That'd be fun. Nice. Well, yeah. Congratulations, Randy Manor. Yeah, taking guy. swings, man. People taking swings and stuff happening. So love it. Right. Hey, you got to step up to the plate, baby. You can't win if you don't play. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So All right. what we got on tap? Oh, you know. So, speaking of a sprint, well, every time uh, I hear that, you know, I think I used to work at Alltel Communications, and that was a cell phone company. I used to run, you know, run credit for people, activate phones, cell phones, and that sort of thing. And I don't know if they're still around, but Sprint. You know, the other cell carrier? Yeah. Yeah. So I was working in a call center. So like how many times a day did I answer the phone? Welcome to, uh, thank you for calling Alltold. This is Brent. How may I help you? And more than once I had somebody go, oh, Sprint. Sorry, I meant to call Alltel. Click. 
This is Brent. This is Brent. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling. I'll tell this is wow. Brent. I- how funny is that? Enunciation. How funny is that? Anyway, that's, that's my sprint story. Feel free. On to the show. Oh, my God. Oh, so I have to give a quick win, too. Uh, yeah. Just for me, because um, lots of cool stuff going on. We started working with this artist, Josh Roy, out of Arizona. Uh-huh. Man, this kid is good, dude. He's got this great... When he sings, it just... You close your eyes, and it sounds like country radio. You know yeah. what I mean? He's got that tone. Yeah. He can nail it. So we kind of started working together. We're going to develop him. I'm going to produce his record. But we need songs, right? He needs uh-huh. to start writing songs. Like his uh, typical, uh, and this is normal. So this is, I, I don't want you this to come off sounding negative anyway. I love this kid, you know. But when you've got a voice and you can sing like that. Everything sounds very, good. Very often, yeah. It just sounds so good all the time that um, people aren't paying attention to the lyrics. You know what I mean? And so yeah, therefore, maybe. <laughs> I have you. There you go. You're the word man. So uh, we need to get him with some writers, right? And we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta do this. So uh, his manager is a celebrity chef named Dennis Petty down in a former celebrity chef, right? He's had a number of restaurants for I don't know three decades. He's he's had a couple shows on the Food Network and stuff, and he sold his last restaurant last year, and uh, they just dove into this kid and managing this kid, right? Josh mm-hmm. Roy, this artist. And they get this great spread down in Arizona with a pool that has like a swim-up kitchen and a swim-up <laughs> bar. I mean, this obviously you think a kitchen in this guy's house is to die for, right? Well, thinking of kitchens to die for, you know, you're not supposed to swim for like an hour after eating this has a swim-up kitchen. That's a lie. That's a that- wives' tale. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't believe it either. It's a wives' tale. I bought that too, but then I found out it wasn't true. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we I came up with this idea. I'm like, you know how we're gonna get like really good writers? Like, what if instead of bringing Josh up to Nashville to try to get in these rooms mm-hmm. where other stuff can happen and maybe they get a better ride or blah blah blah? What if instead of bringing like Mohammed to the mountain, we bring the mountain to Mohammed? Right? Which yeah. sounds like a backwards ass way of doing it. But right. I'm like. I said, Dennis, what if you fly the riders down uh, to Arizona? We put them up. You feed them like kings. You give them the you throw down on that, and and we got them corralled for a weekend in a like a house, but it's like a killer five star retreat. Yeah, riding retreat. What do you think about that? He's like, oh, I love that idea. So we got Blue Foley and Trick Savage first. Blue Foley's got a number of Grammy noms, and uh, you know, Trick Savage co-wrote Bible on a forty four with Ashley McBride. Oh my gosh, it was a big, 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 big win, man. It was super, awesome. super cool. I mean, they wrote they wrote three songs over the weekend and they fixed three songs. So they mm. that and one of the songs they fixed when they got done, they're like, because because they're really close, they're in tight with um the Cody Johnson team as mm. well. And they've had some cuts in there. So huh. one of those songs are gonna pitch to Cody which nice. is really cool. Man, what a great idea. We're going to do it again. And also, you remember we talked about Nashville Nights and the, the whole festival last year? Mm-hmm. So we did like a little branch of that. We just tested it out in that market down there. We called one of the venues that Josh normally plays at, and I just sort of pitched him like, hey, if I bring some writers down there, I'm going to talk, sing hit songs that you know that they wrote and tell the stories behind them. Is that something you're interested in? But they want like this amount of money a night. And the guy's like, I can do that and not even charge a cover, man. Let's yeah. go. 
And so we did it and it was a, like a big hit. And so now there's a couple other clubs that are interested. And so it was like a big, big old win, man. It's been cool. bananas. So uh, super, super fun with that. Well, I'll look Brad, forward to it with Josh. <clears throat> yeah, we yeah. got to get you down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So let's, um, let's unpack this thing here. This is a billboard article, okay? Yep. And the title, this came out on the 19th of April. So it just, just came out. Today's the 21st mm-hmm. that we're recording this. It said, it, it starts with a question. Noticing fewer mega hits on TikTok? You're not alone. Here's what's happening. Okay? So uh, this is specifically talking about TikTok, but... Brent, we're going to just kind of take breaks with this article as we read through it and unpack it mm-hmm. because there's so much. This is when, when, when it says TikTok, what I want you all to think about is a digital platform. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, it, you know, what, whatever the digital platform is, that's what just take out, substitute digital platform for TikTok. Okay. Mm-hmm. Viral moments are fewer and farther between because the platform is so saturated, says one executive. Savvy marketers are adjusting strategies. In the heady early days of TikTok, the app seemed perfectly engineered to create massive hits in the minimum amount of time. A handful of popular creators like Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Rae became household names in 2019. When someone cooked up a cheerful dance routine to a new single and it bubbled up to one of the heavy hitters, their posts could send streams spiraling sky high for tracks like Doja Cat's Say So, Megan Thee Stallion's Savage, and Benet's Super Lonely. Scoring a hit never seemed easier or more accessible. That was only a couple of years ago, but it was a quote-unquote different world, according to David Kaufman, a digital marketer and founder of the label New Eleven. As he reminisces, his tone verges on wistful. All you needed was big people to post your song, and it flew. Uh This era of TikTok, creators turned late-night TV guests, ubiquitous dances, remains fixed in the popular consciousness. But the app has changed drastically since then. In December 2018, TikTok had around 270 million monthly active users, but that number has now ballooned to over 1 billion. Uh Okay, so it's ballooned in just a couple of years. It's it's gone up three hundred percent, right? Wow! And at the same time, nearly every artist, label, and brand is trying to push a product on the platform, further dividing the users' attention, right? So more TikToks for you page algorithm has more content to offer, mm-hmm. and it also means that the Uh, more data that allows it to be targeted with its content recommendations explains one digital marketer who requested anonymity to speak freely about the campaigns he worked on. This Mm -hmm. means people are less likely to see, to to all see the same thing like Charlie D'Amelio dancing and are more likely to see content from niches that the algorithm recommends specifically for them. Okay. So as a result, the era of having a few big influencers post a song and it becomes a hit is not such a reality anymore. So we've gone from uh, I Love Lucy being one of two or three channels and shows on you have access to it a time to a world of thousands of channels on cable. And now the attention is just split so much more on TikTok. 
because of the algorithm, what it's showing you. Yeah. Exactly. So lesson number one that I take out of this is, and we have talked about this multiple times on this show. When a new platform comes along like TikTok or a new surface comes along on a platform like Instagram reels, mm-hmm. the algorithm's always going to be better at the beginning. Yes. So if your approach, which is by and large, the vast majority of singers, songwriters, indie artists, indie musicians is it's new, it's bogus, but I don't want to learn something new. And I mean, how many people were bitching about TikTok two years ago and now they're one of the 1 billion people that are on it? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because they finally come around. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you eat the new surfaces and the new platforms for breakfast and be one of those people that spends the second you hear about a new app coming out, because we're never going to run short of new apps, guys. <laughs> yeah, for good or bad. Right? Yeah. If you eat that new one for breakfast and you're one of the first people on there and you have a marathon mindset as opposed to a sprint mindset, well, I've been playing with it for two days. I posted some, nobody cares. So, I guess it's not going to work out. Like, right. you know, you know what? Vine didn't work out as it literally shut down as an app. But do you mm. know how many people got like famous on Vine? I don't know. A lot. A lot. <laughs> so, so that's lesson number one is like now this is going to become just like every other platform because there's so many people on it mm-hmm. and it's going to be harder to get scene oh i I have a quick i have a quick sidebar lesson too so like even a vine you said you know many people became famous and that's the thing if the platform goes away it doesn't matter if you do it in a way where you get their email list it doesn't matter if the platform goes away because now you got them you you have a way to do that relationship even if the platform goes away you're like that's right now i'm over on so-and-so now check me out here like mine's gone away but you know i'm over on tiktok that's right. That's right. You know, the era of having a few big influencers post a song and it becomes a hit is not is not reality anymore. Notes Rebecca Verstige, head of music partnerships for Creed Media, which has run digital marketing campaigns for nearly every major label. If anything, catch that one more time. She's run this company's run digital marketing campaigns for nearly every major label. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna circle back to that a little foreshadowing here on my okay. thought process. Okay. If anything, bigger influencers actually don't move the needle on music consumption, adds Lucas Thomas Show, senior VP of Avex USA, which has signed TikTok savvy acts like Sophie Hollihan and Sadie Jean. Where do we go wrong? Josh Freshbeck manages Pink Sweats, and the S on the end there is a dollar sign, Pink Sweats and Kirby. Uh, two different artists, while also running the digital marketing agency at Thrice Cooked. The first and biggest misconception about TikTok, he says, is that the point of marketing there is to hit a home run. Mm. That's I'm going to say that again. The biggest misconception about TikTok, remember, we're going to replace TikTok with the biggest misconception about digital marketing on digital platforms is that the point of marketing is to hit a home run. The problem with constantly swinging for the fences, you tend to strike out a lot, Mm -hmm. right? 
In music marketing, strikeouts can be costly. It says you see major labels spending fifty to $100,000 on TikTok budgets, Kaufman says. If it doesn't convert to popularity on TikTok and then to more streams on the streaming service, the labels think, where do we go wrong, mm -hmm. right? But a half a dozen marketers who spoke for this story say that despite having to pose this question often, labels have been slow to adjust to the new reality of the app. They've also been slow to adjust to the new reality of digital platforms. Mm -hmm. Okay. As a result, the third-party agencies that often execute TikTok campaigns for the major music companies are becoming increasingly vocal about needing to change the paradigm. Take Max Bernstein, the man behind Muser, with two U's, M-U-U-S-E-R, an independent market, uh, music marketing agency that also provides services in-house for the label 300 Entertainment. He has a gift for distilling the vague, jargon-heavy terms favored by digital marketers into pithy maxims and quasi-manifestos. And at the end of March, he fired off a newsletter to his clients. Quote, the fantasy of your song going viral on TikTok is a seductive one, Bernstein acknowledged. Gather influencer proposals from half a dozen agencies, have management pick their favorite, and voila, magic, right? End quote. But Bernstein wanted to prop up this myth like he wanted to say he still believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Having been on the receiving end of thousands of these requests, he wrote, I'm writing to expose the flaws in the popular spray and pray approach. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm writing to expose, expose the flaws in the popular spray and pray approach. Mm -hmm. So... When I say spray and pray, what I didn't say it. This is what uh, Bernstein says. But when he's, what do you think of Brent with spray and pray? I think of what people do in Facebook groups. <laughs> I think of just uh, try to get your song just indiscriminately out everywhere and pray that somebody tracks you back and finds you and loves you. I mean, I think of what it sounds like radio is like spraying and praying. That's uh, that's what I think about. That's it right there. That is. Get it, guys? That is broadcast marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Put it on the radio. Keep putting it out there. Spray and pray, spray and pray, spray and pray, and see what happens, right? Yeah. That's the way that TV commercials work. It's the way the TV shows work. It's the way that radio works. It's essentially spray and pray. When Universal spends a million dollars to get a Luke Bryan single to number one on the radio, and they will do that multiple times on every Luke Bryan release. Mm -hmm. They're also spending, I mean, because there's millions of people who love Luke Bryan and want to hear that song. Mm -hmm. But there's millions of people who don't like Luke Bryan, who right. can't stand Luke Bryan, and who think he's the devil and he ruined country music. Well, those people are, you know, they're also listening to country radio. So they're paying a boatload of money to spray and pray. And they're paying to get that in front of people that they know don't like the product. Right. And when you're Luke Bryan, it doesn't matter because you make enough money and literally P-Run Radio is built for a brand of that size. Mm -hmm. But if you're a new artist on Universal or any major label, you want to talk about expensive and ineffective. And 
this bolters bolsters my whole Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Part of my gospel that I've been preaching here is that people are taking broadcast platform strategies and trying to plug them into digital. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to spray and pray. In fact, there's no other way to do it but spray and pray in broadcast because broadcast is one to many. Yeah. But digital and it's one, is and one, it's one way because they can't talk back to you. That's right. That's right. One to many and one way. One to one. So the spray and pray thing doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Bernstein goes on to say, everyone's trying to chase a viral moment and thinking that one viral moment makes your career, adds Thomas Show. That's Thomas Show, sorry. Viral moments are amazing, but they won't make your career. Mm-hmm. And if anything, they're becoming fewer and farther in between because the platform is so saturated, right? So we already talked about the whole Disney and Borchetta both acknowledging that's to date so far, every TikTok star that they've signed has been a failure on the label because mm-hmm. they're not artists. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't people that are popular on TikTok who are artists, mm-hmm. but... The point being that the labels were coming at it from, wow, you're viral. This is, you know, all of a sudden you got 3 million followers. <clears throat> Let's sign you mm-hmm. because you've got an audience. But if they're not ready to be an artist, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter how much money you have behind you. Right. You know? Well, and, it's, like, and- it's like winning the lottery. You know, almost all lottery or basically all of them. Lottery winners are broke within a couple of years or were even worse off financially than they were before they won the lottery. Because, right, they, because they didn't know how to handle money to begin with. Exactly. They weren't financially literate and disciplined to begin with. And so then you pumped a bunch of money into it. They're still financially illiterate and undisciplined by and large. 
that's a really good point. Now, add a second level to that analogy. And, you know, with the labels, what are they doing? They're, they're signing people who are popular on TikTok or YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. That are popular on a digital platform. And then what are they going to try to do with them? Stick them on radio. <laughs> Turn them into a broadcast platform artist. Like, like that, yeah. Because they're, I mean, clearly, clearly what you're reading here is like, a, like several different digital marketing agencies frustrated with the industry. You know what that is? It's like, uh, you know, a, a woman or man marries a woman or a woman marries a man, you know, somebody marries somebody and who's like a rock and roller on the road, road dog. And they're like, that's so sexy that you know, you're up there on stage and you're shredding guitar and singing like a panther. This is awesome. Let's get tied down. I want to marry you. And you can come off the road and go get a cubicle job and go start earning a good living, but be home all the time. It's like, yeah, what, you just killed what was working. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. Right. So the labels yeah. grab these digital artists that are successful in digital and immediately try to change the whole game. Like, why did you do that? Dude, it's so funny that you just mentioned that because you remember I was telling you about like they 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 wrote three songs down in Arizona with Josh. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the songs they wrote was Don't Quit the Band for a Girl That You Don't Know. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta I gotta send you these work tapes, dude, so you can hear them. They're fantastic. That's dude. Funny. But it's exactly that, right? Like three weeks later, she's like, get rid of the band, get rid of this. She's trying to change them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so they take these digital people and they try to put them on radio. Yeah, and and, well, and it doesn't work. I mean, and then and then if the artist isn't clearly aware of how the music business works, right? Mm-hmm. If they have delusions of grandeur and they think that once they get the deal that they're home free and they can kick up their heels and light a cigar and let the label take over, what's the artist going to do? They're going to stop the number one thing that's made them so successful on a digital platform which is consistency yeah and and thinking that the label's just going to get them on radio and be consistent there and also thinking uh, misguidedly thinking that even if you're consistent on radio there's enough people listening that to move the needle yeah the article goes on if the music industry still approaches tiktok as if it's a home run derby i'm so stealing that line okay if the music industry still approaches tiktok or you know Again, digital platforms, as if it's a home run derby, more and more marketers who specialize in the app are effectively trying to convince them to play small ball. Mm -hmm. There's no consistent approach that marketers say will work with every act and every song. Their job is to immerse themselves in a constant feedback loop of trial and error. To have the notion that you know what the kids like is pretty naive, Feshbeck says. Mm-hmm. Or, as Bernstein puts it in his newsletter, which also doubled it as an announcement of launch, which is L-A-U-U-N-C-H. I don't, I don't know if that's a misspell or... Or a brand. Or if it's supposed to be like launch, maybe. It's definitely a brand. It's a brand. I, okay. just, I guess it's supposed to be like launch... But uh, which is a new marketing product for the music industry. Here's what here's what Bernstein says. Repeat after me. I am old and out of touch. <laughs> I cannot create the next viral TikTok trend out of thin air. <laughs> That's funny. 
So when Feshbach is hired to work a track, he usually tries to run a series of different test posts and steers clear of influencer-focused accounts completely. People are naive to to the various corners of TikTok, he says. Some of it is lyric edits. Some of it talks about horoscopes and zodiac signs. Some of them focus on arts and crafts. Any niche on TikTok outside of the influencer space is infinitely less expensive than influencers. Mm -hmm. Right? If you got 3 million followers on TikTok and you want an influencer to put your song on there, if that's something that you're thinking about, climbers, you're going to have to pay a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you put $1,000 into a test spend, realistically, you could start getting at least 20 posts up from all these other little corners of TikTok, maybe going into the psychographics of the lyric of the song, right? Yeah. So, and then it becomes a more of a painstaking grind. No, voila, here. You go back through the user-generated videos that came out of the test spend clips to see what's working, and then you double down on what's working. You read and repeat, right? What he's talking about here, guys, is the fundamentals of of market penetration, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, I mean, have you, I mean, I can't say this enough. Like, just how many artists? If if you're if you're if you're deep into the business, and I feel like you are, if you're a climber, if you're listening to this podcast, you know stories of artists whose teams, the radio team at the label and the management team, just ground and pound, ground and pound, market by market, fan by fan. And they just built and built and built and built and built with this whole like long-term plan of never giving up. And that's the way the real industry works, Mm -hmm. right? Even at like 60,000 feet. the big record is usually the third record. Mm -hmm. So how many singles is that? That's at least what? Three or four singles. Yeah. Two, two on the first, two on the second to get to the biggie that blows up and to get to born to run, to get to slippery when wet, to get to pyromania. It, it, that is a long, like they are going into the deal thinking, Here's the little benchmarks. Here's the base hits we need on the first record. To th- those are the like the, the the KPIs, the key performance indicators on the first record that will make us feel good about spending money on the second record. And then we're going to look at some KPIs there, and that's going to get us the third record where everybody's going to make money. Mm-hmm. But then they look to digital, and they're like, ah, well, if it's not viral, it's a failure. Right? Can you imagine if they looked at radio like that? Nobody'd have deals. Nobody have a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go like, oh, well, the first one didn't go to number one on, on rock radio and it didn't cross over to AM pop and, and contemporary hit radio. So sorry, it just didn't work out. Like, wow. Yeah. Right. That it, 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 it's devoid of the strategic and the tactical and the emotional and the financial reality of market penetration, right? Of the fundamentals of market penetration. So the article goes on. Songs often resonate and start in these different micro communities. There are endless amounts of corners on TikTok. And uh, once again, on every, in, in YouTube, on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you find something that starts to work, you can expand. What are the, others con- what are the other concentric circles that you can move into? Okay. This can all take Time. It's a marathon. Yeah. Not a sprint. Mm-hmm. 
It's always a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. It's right? never and, and not been a marathon. Yeah. It's never not been a marathon. And what do we just hear from Disney? And what do we just hear from freaking Scott Brachetta? That all the sprints, 100% of the sprints aren't working. Uh-huh. So even if one or two start to work, it's still a pretty crappy business model. It's not, it's not, you can't bet on it. It's yeah. not dependable, right? Despite the fact that TikTok is revered for its ability to drive tremendous increases in listenership overnight, marketers urge a long-term approach to campaigns. Everyone wants a hit right away, but we all know it doesn't work that way, Kaufman says. It's a patience game, right? So it's a patience game for you too, climbers. You need to think long game, not short game. And you need not think about, well, you know, step one, go viral. No, that's not the game. <laughs> step one, get a base hit. Yeah. And then have another one right behind it, right? You can't win a baseball game with one batter. Right. That's why they got nine guys on the team. It has to be that way, right? Versage didn't start to see success with the, with the naked May Mueller and Polo G track, Better Days, until nearly three weeks into the campaign. People really focus on creating trends, but now it's how do you focus on longevity on the platform, Versage says. How can you work a track for a longer time so everyone can rally around it, a.k.a. How do you work a track for a longer time so more people freaking hear it more yeah. times? Mm -hmm. More people hear right? it more times. Huh? Is that um, market penetration? Uh-huh. Huh. Working on Better Days, Versity says, was, was particularly pleased that the associated artists and labels were involved at an early stage and intend, intent on collaborating throughout the process, even as it took months. Marketers say this level of enthusiasm and persistence can be unusual. Get this. Often, labels will write a check to an agency and then do nothing at all, says the marketer who requested anonymity. An agency can spend your money, but don't act all surprised when you check back in a few weeks later to find out that there's, that they don't check back to find out there's no results. Digital marketing teams within labels are supposed to integrate those campaigns into a broader artist or records campaign. So often they just spend the money simply to check the box that they did some digital marketing mm -hmm. and feel that they've done all they can do. So they don't understand it. So they don't even know what would success look like. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And why? Oh, but, and, which, and by guys, the way, that's all recoupable and going against your bottom yeah. line, by the way, as an artist. And when they're that's deciding right. on whether or not to keep you around on the label, oh, guess what? There's a hundred grand in, you know, digital that, you got to account for as well. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the favors. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, back on TikTok, the experimentation continues. Fleshbach has enjoyed success, recently pushing tracks like Mad Size Killer Queen, which went from earning around 55,000 daily Spotify streams to nearly 200,000 daily Spotify streams. Oh. And Luke Chang Shouldn't Be, which rose from 30,000 Spotify plays a day to roughly 205,000. In a world where everybody wants to hit a home run, Fleshbach likens the rise of shouldn't be to advancing a runner from first base to second to third. We, we're stuck on 30 jokes, but we're a lot closer to home. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
that's the end of the article. Isn't that just fantastic? I mean, that says everything. It's, it's when you, I, I wanted to read this to you guys and break it down because you need to eliminate the word single from your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It does not serve you. Single is what happens on radio. Right. Okay. But you need to have a long plan, a long-term plan. Okay. Three or four releases, six weeks apart, content every single week, if not every single day. And market focused, especially if, if you don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? If you got a smaller amount of money, start at home with just that market, a 50 yeah. mile radius of your home base of where you play. Or if you play a couple local gigs that are, you know, 40 miles here and 50 miles there, then broaden that market out to include those, but that's still a nice tight market, but make sure those people are getting inundated with your content. Yep. Now, what does this mean? You remember when we talked about how Warner has changed their radio promotion strategy to be more market centric, Mm -hmm. meaning they're not going to pay to try to get your single on every single radio. They're, they're probably, I mean, it just would make sense to me when they say that, that they're going to, pick some markets that are already really good to the artist or, you know, that the artist is already has a draw in mm-hmm. to try to increase the brand recognition in those specific markets. But on the big picture guys, if you think about it that way, what are they forsaking? Going everywhere, I guess. Right. Well, if you're only focusing on spins in certain markets and you're not focusing on spins nationwide, what does that mean in terms of chart position? Oh yeah, you're you're not going to get that. You're not going to get the favorable chart position because you're if you're focusing in Tucson, then you're not and not LA. If you don't get those big LA stations, you're you put a yeah, yeah. ceiling on your chart. Or behavior. instead of 180 radio stations, you're focused on say eight, mm-hmm. right? Because because we can move the needle in eight markets and get the money up for those artists mm-hmm. in eight markets and get them generating revenue, so that we can use concentric circles and sort of afford now to go lose money in a new market that's adjacent to a market that we make money in instead of trying to just sink millions of dollars and try to make this a national thing. Oh, right. You know, honestly, chart position is for a label, I would imagine is mostly a vanity metric anyway, right? It's now it is. Now it is because you can say, Hey, so-and-so had a number one, but you know, I mean, that's been a thing for years is some number ones, you can tell there's a difference between a real number one that's moving people and one that's just pushed up the chart because, you know, the sales and the back end numbers will show you the difference. It will open yeah. up some doors to maybe get you on some late night stuff and some different, you know, platforms because you're a number one artist versus, you know, but they're interested in sales. Like there are yeah. artists that never did chart that well, but you can tell where they were getting spins. They were, ma- they were selling records. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be fair and to be clear, like, understand the difference. Chart position, when we only had two choices to listen to music, we listened to what we bought or we listened to the radio. Mm-hmm. Radio had a captive audience. Chart position was a bankable, and I mean bankable, mm-hmm. literally bankable metric to measure market penetration. Yeah. If you had a number one and you're on tour, we're going to put more bus and seats than if you got a top 40. Yeah. Period. End of story. Because we have more market penetration, more people have heard you more times. 
Yep, you can go back to the promoters, change your deal, get more money. It comes with all kinds of leverage because everybody knows everybody's hearing that song and more people are going to react and go buy a concert ticket, right? Mm -hmm. It is not that anymore. It is a vanity metric now. And they're starting to figure out that it's a vanity metric. When, when Warner comes and says, hey, uh, we're just going to focus on specific markets now, that means they're not going nationwide. That means they're like, F the chart position. Mm-hmm. Let's try to figure out another way to use radio to get some market penetration, right? Yeah. So the point here is it's the same on digital, right? If you got a limited budget to promote your video – you're going to get way more views on your video if you go nationwide. And I'm talking about paid promotion, mm-hmm. right? Money you're spending to promote the video. Okay. If you're going nationwide, your ads are a lot less expensive, you know, meaning if you got like $5,000 to spend to promote that video, you're going to reach way more people for the same ad dollar going nationwide than you are focusing on spending that $5,000 ad budget on a multitude of different pieces of content within a specific market or set of markets. There's a lot less people. It's less supply and demand. The ads are going to be more expensive, period. So your, 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 your budget doesn't go that as far as it would. And therefore, you don't have millions of views. Okay. So th- is that the vanity thing? Or are you trying to get market penetration, right? Because if I can pound in a market, ground and pound in a market, F the vanity, go for market penetration, and then I start to see the needle move where all of a sudden I'm selling out my local venue now. Mm -hmm. And I can go in and say, uh, I want more money or I'm going to play across the street. Mm-hmm. Right. Because money talks and bullshit walks like that's it. Like, you know, the the uh, Bobby Fleckman, the hostess with the mostest from Spinal Tap was right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that's the way that that works. OK. And then all of a sudden now you're like, oh, now we've upped our money. We've upped our game. OK. And now we're making more money in town so we can go to the next market and we can try to take that over and get the market penetration there. Right. This is how Cody Jinks did it. This is how Cody Johnson did it. This is. um this is a different, a completely different approach than the way that you think about radio. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about going viral. Focus on the base hits, but again, consistent base hits. Base hits work if you've got nine players on a team and each one of them keeps hitting a base hit. Mm-hmm. Then you start scoring home runs, right? But if you got one player on a team and you're swinging for the fences and you strike out, nobody on base. No home runs. If you got one player on a team and you hit a base hit, you still got no home runs. <laughs> right. And nobody bat you in. So single is gone. Think about a series of releases. Each of those releases needs to have like several weeks of content. Uh, the, the, you know, the TikTok-like content, um, you know, lyric video, music video, all that kind of stuff. It, approach it that way. And you're going to start to figure some stuff out, you know, that's going to work for you Mm -hmm. and that's going to make a difference. So that's all I get to say about that, guys. (laughs) Listen, get your head right in terms of the difference between broadcast and digital. 
with this absolutely free download. It's called Whoever Owns the Traffic Rules the Road. And it's all about focusing on, uh, you know, just untying the knot of broadcast. I, I don't want you to be one of the people that is subconsciously trying to make broadcast strategies work on digital. You know, that's like shoving square pegs into round holes. It doesn't work. It won't work. And it'll just be frustrating. So go to gift from Johnny, J O H N N Y gift from Johnny.com and tell us where to send it. It's absolutely free. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.